What is Shaken Fire Nation? JLD here with an audio masterclass on how to scale your agency to six figure months, having six figures in revenue every single month. And I have brought Kat Howell on the mic. She's the founder of the Facebook performance-based media buying agency, Eight Loop Social Agency Academy, an adult spray theory of her. And Fire Nation, we're going to be talking about a lot of things today like pricing products and services, the most effective prospecting methods, the best ways to automate lead generation, how to build out production teams that actually deliver results, and so much more as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsor. Growing businesses need qualified candidates, and qualified candidates can be a challenge to find. Lucky for us, Zip Recruiter makes it simple, fast, and smart. And right now, you can try Zip Recruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com/fire. That's ziprecruiter.com/fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. When it comes to hiring, background checks are a must and TransUnion Shareable for Hires enables immediate access to employment screening tools that deliver reports in minutes. Start your on-demand screening at shareable.com slash fire and use code onfire50 at checkout to save 50% on your first screening. Kat, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Hello, Fire Nation. I'm really excited to be here. Um, So something that a lot of people don't realize about me is I was actually talking about this last night. I learned sales as a stripper when I was uh, quite young, actually. So that's uh, uh, if anyone ever wants to refine their sales skills, it's a great profession to go into for that. <laughs> well, I think we're going to have to have you on a different podcast <laughs> to talk about that specifically, Cap. But uh, that is definitely something I did not know. And well, what can you say? We can all learn something everywhere, I guess. And Fire Nation, as I mentioned in the introduction, we're talking about how to scale your agency to six-figure months, having six figures in revenue every single month. We're going to be talking about a lot of awesome things like prospecting methods, how to automate lead generation, and so much more. But I want to start off with this cap because so many people have issues pricing, pricing products, pricing services, you name it. If it's pricing, it's difficult for most people. So let's talk about pricing models that actually allows you to land trophy clients. For many freelancers and agency owners, it kind of feels like you're pulling pricing out of thin air or you're mimicking what you're seeing your peers doing, which can work to some extent, but in many ways you're taking a big risk there and you're opening yourself up to go way over scope with clients and ultimately that's going to lead to burnout. So really the key for pricing is to really understand internally what it takes to resource that service offer. And so that all really starts down to understanding what service that you're going to be really competent as, as an agency and creating a robust process around that. You should have that already. If you don't have a process around the core service offer that you have, whether that's scaling e-commerce ads or building websites or whatever that might be, you need to do that uh, as a first step uh, foundationally for your agency. And once you have that as a process, you can really see what kind of talents you're going to need. Is it a copywriter that you need in there, a media buyer? Do you need a strategist? 
And understanding that will then allow you to put together a production team. And once you have that, you can price the services properly. So normally what we would do is create what we call a service document, which is a fancy word for a menu of prices. And it basically has, uh, each line has three columns and you list down the service. So for example, it's email sequence, uh, launch email sequence. And then in the next row, you'll list out all the deliverables included in that. So uh, six part email, you get one revision, it's integrated with your CRM. We will split test it, uh, we'll create a workflow, for example. That part of the uh, document is what you put inside of your contract, by the way, to protect yourself in case the client ever goes over scope, then it's clearly listed in your terms of service. Well, it says here you had one revision or this was included and this is therefore out of scope. And then once you understand that, then you can price and normally that works through by the hour internally. So you calculate how many hours is required and what does that talent cost you uh, for agencies? That's always usually going to be the cost of goods sold will be the human labor. And then you can price it. You can add your margins on there. Uh, normally, a lot of agencies will try to. Uh, so we sit at around two ninety seven an hour internally as an agency. That's something we would never share with clients. But normally agencies will try to add anywhere between 5 to 30% profit margin to what they're doing. Fire Nation, do you have a service document? That's a menu of services that you offer with price points. This is going to help protect you, as Kat said, if you ever need to refer back to that. And I love that idea of pricing by the hour internally and then you add your margins on top. Fire Nation, it's all about knowing your numbers. You have to know your numbers and then you can add the margins that make sense for you. That is so critical in every way, shape and form and something that I'm really hoping you're gonna take away from our conversation today. So Cap, changing up topics a little bit because this is something you've been able to do really well and that is actually prospects, actually get clients that you want that can pay your price points and your margins and make you a successful agency. What are some of the most effective prospecting methods that you've developed over the years? When I was freelancing, I really struggled with the normal prospecting methods. And I, to be fair, I didn't really know the full spectrum of what was available to me because back then this was like five, six years ago, there actually wasn't that much on the web about this kind of business model. And, and everyone really kept their cards really close to their chest in the industry. So I was, I was barking up the normal routes of like networking. I would go to you know, morning networking events, marketing meetings, I would go to conferences, I would try cold calling, I would send out snail mail to marketing managers. And I, it, it re I really struggled to get traction in that method personally, because in hindsight, now what I now realize is I didn't have a clear understanding of what my own core competencies were as an entrepreneur, what I'm really strong at and what I'm not so strong at. So for example, I'm not good at cold calling. It's something I dread. I'm actually not great at networking. I don't like large crowds of people, but I'm very good at content. And I didn't understand these concepts. So therefore, I didn't approach my prospecting method the right way back then. For me, everything cracked when I uh, managed to essentially 
kind of pioneer like an agency automated funnel. At the time, I was really frustrated that I was offering Facebook media buying services to clients and that in my mind, I felt a bit like an imposter because I thought, well, if I'm selling these services to businesses, surely I should be able to do this for my own agency. And so that started a, about a, a 10 month to a year process where I spent a lot of money trying to crack a, a funnel online. When that happened, that's really what changed really my life and my entire business. So that was what I started to, when I started to mentor peers in the industry, this kind of automated funnel, which usually will lead with a case study. There, there's basically four main hooks as an agency that you can use for a funnel online. And that's going to be case studies or testimonials. Uh, that's going to be value-based uh, hooks like a webinar or something where you're, you're giving insane amount of something DIY, for example. Uh, you can also use hooks like performance-based or free audits. Um, and then you can also uh, use hooks like where you're leveraging your, your authority, essentially. So those are the, more, the four main hooks. And when I started to teach hundreds of agency owners how to build out these automated funnels, uh, what I s then realized through that process is that the best thing you can do for prospecting in your business is to set up multiple pipelines and base those pipelines off of your strengths. What are you really strong at? And so, yes, set up an automated funnel that leads with a hook that is based off something you actually have in your business. So a strong case study or uh, maybe you're brand new to the scene and you need to offer trials or performance base or revenue share, but lead with a hook and set that up and get it going, but never depend on that. This is the biggest mistake I see people make because your funnel is going to depend on a traffic source like Google or LinkedIn or Facebook. And the reality is you don't control those and those things get updated every single month. Uh, Facebook, I'm not even going to get into that. That's almost a weekly thing. And if anything ever happens because of that, you're really exposing yourself as a business because here you are scaling and growing and hiring and increasing the responsibilities on your payroll. And if your funnel stops, you're going to have a, a churn rate. Every agency has a churn rate of clients. That's just part of the industry. You're going to be screwed. You're going you're gonna to put yourself in a really hard position financially and have to let go of your team. So what you want to do is as soon as you set up your first pipeline, make sure that you identify another prospecting method that you could be strong at as a team or individually. And that could be like strategic partnerships. It could even be running podcasts. That's a, a great way to prospect clients as well. Um, but set that up as well, just to protect yourself as a business. So let's go through this fire nation. These were great, great points. Number one, a case study or a testimonial that can be a great prospecting method, value based hooks like a webinar, doing free audits or having performance based service or leveraging your authority. Those are just some ways that are really going to be effective for you prospecting. And the key to all of those, Fire Nation, is to set up an automated funnel. And Kat, you shared a little bit about this, but can you just maybe give us an example of an automated funnel, what that would look like from beginning to end? Yeah, sure. So it's actually not that complicated, but there's a lot of moving parts to it. So the essentially what it would, let's say you're leading with your case study. Uh, essentially, how that would pl play out is you uh, produce 
an online portfolio, if you will, of that case study or a funnel or a landing page. And you're going to create an ad and drive traffic into that landing page. Now, there's you could run this as Messenger, lead ads. Uh, the premise is exactly the same. You're essentially trying to get people engaging and consuming this piece of content so that you can build authority, affinity, awareness amongst that, that target audience. On that landing page, on that funnel, you're usually then going to have a call to action button that's going to invite people to work with you or to book in a strategy call. Normally, you want that to lead through to another landing page where you're going to embed a form and you can start collecting information from your leads. This is important because when you get on calls with leads, you want to understand or have a holistic understanding of their business, but also you want to be able to screen out the leads that are actually not a great fit. And this is how you start to get, you know, the right kind of people into your business. This is one part of it. Um, and so there, you create conditional logic on that form. And if someone is, for example, if you don't want to work with drop shippers, uh, you can ask questions on there that would self-identify a drop shipper. And you can then send them uh, somewhere else, but not allow them to book a call with you. You can still nurture these people, but they don't get to book a call in with you because they're not a good fit. So anyone that passes that kind of form is then redirected to a calendar uh, where people can book straight into your calendar. This has been what I have found through a lot of testing the most effective way to do it. Uh, having that calendar right at the end really helps reduce people dropping off in that process. But that's essentially what a funnel looks like. Now there's a couple moving parts in there. And so when and if you do try to launch one of these, it's really important that you understand where things should be converting at so that if it doesn't work for you, because uh, what I tend to see is a lot of people will come into uh, a roadblock with their funnel and the first instinct for most people is to address the ad creative or fix the traffic channel or change the campaigns or change the targeting when in reality the bottleneck was actually at the form or it was actually on the landing page. So really understanding where things should convert means that when you launch this, you can properly assess where the, the bottlenecks are. And when you know where the bottlenecks are, you can apply the right solutions to, to get it uh, going or to get it to, you know, to the next step. Sometimes there's more than one bottleneck, but that's, uh, yeah, that, it's per perseverance. But that's essentially an automated funnel. It's quite simple in premise. Let me run through it real quick, Fire Nation. Let's just say you have a case study on a landing page, drive traffic to that through ads, have a call to action to book a strategy call, but that then leads people to a second landing page where there's going to be a form you can collect their information and start qualifying them to make sure that you're going to be talking to the right people. And if they qualify, then you book them directly into your calendar for a call. That can be the process. It can be really that simple. Now, Kat, one thing that I think is a big reason for your success is that you have pillars for your agency that you stick to, that you believe in, that you will not violate. So share with us the three pillars that you have for your agency. So people need to know, like, and trust you in order to buy from you. And this is actually true for every single industry. So whether you're in e-commerce or running an agency. And so the pillars are essentially content pillars to ensure that you're rotating through content in a way that 
will enable people to build or for you to build that authority and that awareness and that affinity because you don't want to just be posting memes all the time and not talking about your services and vice versa. You don't want to just be talking about your services all the time because uh, that's going to put people off. But I, before I kind of talk about these pillars and how we use them strategically, I think that something that's really important to that and foundational to actually like your pricing, your prospecting methods and everything is really nailing down your positioning. And that is, uh, some people call that your niche. And that's going to be based off either a specific persona that you service or a specific service offer, or it could be a combination of both. So for example, you could say, that we are special, well, you know, we are specialists in helping event organizers uh, sell out their tickets months in advance. Really understanding, like, who are you targeting? What are their needs? What are the outcomes that they want? And under uh, mapping that out and spending a lot of time with that is the key to any success with an agency or any business for that matter. You see this all the time in the drop shipping space actually, where most drop shippers will completely fall flat on their faces. And yet you have some who have horrible websites and they'll have, you know, hundreds of product SKUs. They everything about them is just screaming like this shouldn't work. And yet they do well. And when you actually look at what differentiates the drop shippers that succeed from those that don't most of the time there's a lot of variables obviously but a, a large part of that is the ones that succeed have really nailed their messaging they're not selling features and they're not selling a service or a product they're selling benefits right they're selling a feeling they're selling a solution an outcome and that's so important to any of the content you put out there or any of the prospecting is really understanding who are you speaking to Stop trying to be everything to everybody. It's going to be really hard to get momentum in your business that way. And understand what it is that they really want. What's the core solution that your service provides? Not the features, uh, but what are you actually solving for them? And once you understand that, then you can create really powerful content pillars. So we have uh, affinity, which is one of the pillars, which is like, people need to like you. So those are things like behind the scenes, memes, humor is really good if that's on brand for you to, to build rapport with people. Then you have the authority piece, uh, which is your trust, right? People need to know that you're going to solve the problem that they have. So that could be uh, testimonials, that could be uh, press articles you've been featured in, awards, any of that stuff. It could also be industry insights or tips like sharing your expertise and showing that you're across what you're doing will build a lot of authority with people. Uh, and then you have the awareness piece, which which is essentially your direct response, right? It, it's no good being the best kept secret in the world. People need to know that you actually have a service and a solution uh, to their problems. And so that's the that's the final piece where people know what you actually do. And so you then essentially create a content strategy where you rotate through those pillars, whatever platform you're on. What I would just recommend is if you go through that effort, make sure that you put some media budget behind that content so that you actually get some really good leverage and then put those people into a retargeting sequence so that you can uh, start to stay top of mind with them. Uh, as we all know nowadays, it takes 
a lot of touch points before a consumer is going to make a decision, especially with something around services for for agents uh, for for customers. So that's pretty much how we approach those content pillars. And for me personally, that has helped me blow up my agency as well as my personal brand. It was really the the, the content strategy that we use that that helped with that. Fire Nation, what are your pillars? Stand by those pillars, embody those pillars, absorb them into your culture, into what you're doing as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a business, and make sure that you're letting other people know what you stand for so that they can really just relate to that and relate to you when they think of those pillars that you stand for. And we have so many cool things coming up after we thank our sponsors, Fire Nation, about building out production teams, actually deliver results. And what about the best methods to actually onboard them? So we're going to talk about some really cool things when we get back from thanking our sponsor. As a small business, making great hires is critical to your success. And when it comes to hiring, background checks are a must-have. Unlike big companies with big HR departments, small businesses may not have the resources to manage background checks or easily access screening tools. But now there is TransUnion Shareable for Hires, an online employment screening service built specifically to help small businesses quickly screen applicants with reliable data from a trusted source. With traditional screening services, you might wait days or even weeks to get results but with Shareable for Hires, you'll get immediate access to powerful employment screening tools that enable you to fast track your hiring process so that you can get back to business. Within minutes, you'll receive reports from TransUnion containing critical information about an applicant's credit history and criminal background. The reports you receive are compliant with state and federal consumer reporting laws. It's free to sign up, no hidden fees, and reports start as low as $35. Start your on-demand screening at shareable.com slash Fire and use code ONFIRE50 at checkout to save 50% on your first screening. TransUnion Shareable for Hires, helping small businesses make big decisions. Ever felt like your hiring process is inefficient and like you're struggling to grow your company to its potential? If so, you're not alone. Take this case study from Fred, founder and CEO of Finder. Finder helps people make more informed financial decisions by providing comparisons of personal finance products like credit cards and insurance. Fred wanted to staff up quickly after launching in the US, but finding qualified matches from other sites was challenging and his recruiting process was disorganized. ZipRecruiter's platform centralizes hiring and their AI-driven matching technology helped Fred find more quality candidates fast. He was able to scale a staff from 0 to 12 in a matter of months, filling roles with varying levels of skills and experience. Fred says, if you are a growth company and you want a diversity of quality people to hire, ZipRecruiter is the best solution out there. In the US, we staffed Finder on ZipRecruiter. If you want to find hiring success like Fred did, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter com slash fire. Once again, ziprecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So Kat, we're back and we teased this right before the break and I want to really dive into this now because I think it's so important and that's building out production teams that actually deliver results. You've done this. Share with us how. This has been my biggest lesson in business and it still is HR in many ways. Um, I'm I'm, I've always been used to being a solopreneur, a freelancer, having things my way. And I have a streak of perfectionism, which a lot of agencies, freelancers and entrepreneurs have. So it can be really hard to delegate work. So what I found has been the most successful approach for me 
and also in protecting my clients and, and their interests because the last thing you want to do is put all this energy into generating business for your agency and then you onboard a client and you're on Clive 10 and uh, and then a month later they're really unhappy and they want to leave and they want to bail out of their contract or they do a chargeback, right? It, it will completely deflate you as an individual, as a business owner and, and even your team could lose their mojo through that very quickly. So it's important that your team fully understands how to deliver the success or the solution that your client is paying for. And again, that all comes down to having that process. It's really important. That has to be the foundational thing before you go and build that production team. Now, the approach that we now use is initially as you're scaling, you ideally are going to want to tap into contractors because you can't really afford that cash flow load of payroll on your shoulders, right? When your revenues are fluctuating so much. So how do you ensure quality control when you're dealing with contractors? So one of the things that we start is as soon as we've finished our service document, our pricing menu, uh, and almost before we start going on to building the prospecting funnels or pipelines, we start to then put the word out for contractors and recruiting these. And this can be local job sites. This could be groups, lots of Facebook groups out there with really skilled people. You could use um, directories like Upwork. We have uh, one of our own as well for media buyers. There's so many different ways to find talent out there, but essentially putting that uh, description out of the contract and then assessing people properly. This is where I went really wrong. I would basically hire off a gut feel or personality and uh, it usually would backfire on me. So making sure you're assessing the people both culturally, are they a good fit culturally for your business? Because that's really important, right? If you have a mishmash of culture with your team, you're going to struggle to attract really good talent when you're ready to hire internally. People seek that. They seek culture in, in their employers. They, they seek that team family environment. And then assessing them in whatever tasks that they're doing. So if you're bringing on a content manager, get them to write some sample emails. Tell them that you're not going to use it. Um, you don't have to pay for that, but don't expect them to do like a, a week of free work, essentially. If, if you're bringing on media buyers, test them. Get them to analyze and add accounts so you can tell how they interpret data. Can they actually look at numbers properly? Get them to run or set up a little campaign. And you may want to pay for something that requires a bit more work. Uh, but essentially assessing them is really going to let you know pretty fast if that person actually knows what they're doing or what you're dealing with. And also may even highlight, hey, this person's actually really strong here. We could actually use them as copywriting over here and get them to double there. So that's kind of the approach that we use, but I would say the really important thing is how you onboard them into your business. So a little tip here is create a member, uh, sort of a business portal for yourself, for your agency, and you can use Google Drive, you can use a ClickFunnels membership uh, for that. There's so many ways you could use this, but essentially have an onboarding portal for new contractors and team members and you create some videos in there that explains what it is that you do as an agency, what your vision is and your mission, what are your core values. Uh, and in here is where you would also start sharing those processes, right? So you want to get them to go through the process first. 
and then allow them to review that in detail, ask any questions. And then usually what we will do is we will run them through it. So I'll go through the process again and they will watch me do it. And then finally, we flip that on its head. We'll get them to go through the process and we will watch them and they can ask any questions throughout that. It takes work. <laughs> it's, it's, it's something that a lot of us are not able to do because unfortunately, most people tend to hire as a reaction instead of being proactive with hiring. And so the house is on fire and they need someone yesterday and they don't have time to screen them properly. But that can put you in a lot of trouble, right? You're really, really counting your ducks there that that person's going to pull through for you if you didn't assess them properly. So short term, it requires a little bit more effort on your part. But once you've gone through that process, you can pretty much let that person fly within your business if they're, if they're a good fit. And that's going to take the workload off of you. It's going to prevent you from coming in and having to fix things and it's really going to protect your clients. So it's super important that you're proactive with your hiring and that you have a process in place to really identify what are their competencies and are they actually skilled at those competencies. So much value here, Fire Nation. One thing I really want to reiterate here is during your onboarding process, you have to, you simply must create that business portal for your agency with videos and templates with your mission and your pillars and your core values and all of your processes. And like Kat said, this is work. This is a lot of work, but it is so key because if and when you lose a member of your team, you will not be recreating the wheel when you onboard that next individual. You can really rely on this portal to do the actual work. So you can just say, hey, go into the business portal. I want you to go through everything we have there, consume all that content, then come back to me with questions you have. And those questions better not involve things that we covered in that business portal. So it can be so critical when you're onboarding new people for various reasons. So Kat, there's so many things that we can talk about right now, but one thing that I know that a lot of entrepreneurs do, especially people that run agencies, is they just run themselves into the ground. They run themselves, their business, the agency right into the ground because they build something that has no chance of succeeding. So how can we avoid failure and actually sustain success as entrepreneurs, as agency owners? Yeah, this is the part that really gets to me because the way that I see it, I I see the agency model or even freelancing model, any the ability to offer a service to a client is such an easy stepping stone into the world of business as an entrepreneur. And I say that having had experience trying to create a physical product and going through that process and also an information product. I, I, I will say having gone through almost every type of business you could have with products, it is so simple selling a service to clients because the, there's no per, there's no manufacturers as such involved, right? You can almost think of the idea and sell it the next day. And so it's a huge opportunity. And the reality is there's more and more entrepreneurs entering the scene every single day. And that's actually only going to go up and up as automation goes on the rise. And, you know, even if there's another uh, global financial crisis, that's actually going to increase entrepreneurship and startups. So any service that enables businesses to succeed or to uh, provide a solution for businesses is a huge opportunity for anyone looking to cut their teeth in the world of being their own boss and, and owning their own business. Now, what happens is a lot of people 
will start an agency or a freelancing business. And within about a year, sometimes less, sometimes a little bit more, they're really going to burn out. And a lot of that comes down to those cycles of, uh, you know, expending a lot of energy trying to bring people into the business and then losing those clients. It's almost like you bring two people on, you lose three clients. And that's an exhausting cycle. And that really goes back to that process and the right production team that you have. But more than anything, what I've also come to observe is that even when people have successful agencies or what you would you and I would call successful on paper financially they're bringing clients in they're getting a team it's you know it's there's a nice churn happening there you will sometimes still see people self-sabotage their business and drive it into the ground so there's there's a saying out there that it's one thing to become successful it's an entirely different thing to keep that success right and so what we want is sustainable success. And in my opinion and my observations, and uh, again, this is just from my own experience. I'm not saying that this is the right way or uh, I don't think there's necessarily a right way in business. There's thousands of ways to get to the same place. But in my own experience, what I realized was that when you have a business where you are doing activities inside of it that sit outside of your core competencies, um, then you're going to start um, self-sabotaging. You're going to procrastinate a lot of the work and drive things a little bit into the ground. So normally what we would do with... Um, you know, any, anyone that we work with or what I do regularly as well personally is, and I, I picked this up from a good friend of mine, Trevor Chapman, is you create a, a, a quadrant essentially and you list out on a piece of paper all of the activities that you're currently doing inside of your business. So that could be payroll, it could be accounting, it could be marketing, you're doing your campaigns. If you're a freelancer, you list out everything, right? But put down everything that currently sits underneath you in your business. And inside this quadrant, you're going to place each activity. And in the top uh, left-hand corner, that quadrant is going to be the things that you enjoy that you're good at. These are your core competencies. This is uh, other, otherwise known as states of flow. When you're doing them in your business, you lose track of time. You're, you're in flow, basically, right? You're, you're operating within your core competency. Next to that on the right-hand side, so top right-hand corner, are the things that you uh, don't enjoy but you're good at. Now, you really want to be careful about this quadrant because this is the quadrant that can create a lot of people uh, self-combustion, like self-combusting themselves because you're actually good at it, but you don't enjoy it. So a lot of entrepreneurs keep themselves in there because they know, hey, I'm good at sales. I bring in the money. I'm really good at it. But if they hate it, they're not going to look forward to that, right? That's going to get to them. And after a couple months or maybe a year, uh, they're going to start really self-sabotaging that situation because they don't enjoy what they're actually doing. But they think because they're good at it, they need to keep doing it. Uh, below that, you're going to have, so this is the bottom right-hand corner, the things that you suck at and you're bad at, obviously, you know, you shouldn't be doing that at all. And then bottom left-hand quarter uh, quadrant, you're going to have the things that you suck at, but you love. 
So in that quadrant, you, you still want to hire people to support you with that, but you can start putting a game plan in place to teach yourself or to train yourself because you enjoy that, right? Or to shadow people. And so when you're looking at this quadrant, you'll identify the tasks that actually should sit within you. Because if you can operate from a space of core competency in your business, your business is going to be 10 times better off for that. And then it also identifies who you need to hire because you really need to get, you absolutely should get the bottom right-hand quadrant off your plate as soon as possible. The stuff you suck at and you hate, that needs to, those need to be almost the first uh, people that you bring into your business to get that off your plate as fast as possible. And then you're looking at the next quadrant, which is the one uh, where you're not so good, but you enjoy it. You want to support that because obviously if you really enjoy Facebook ads, but you suck at it and yet you're selling Facebook ad services, it's not going to be a great situation for you or your business. So it gives you kind of a guideline on who to bring into your business. And the key is to try to keep yourself in that top uh, left-hand quadrant for as much as you can in your business. And if you do that, you're going to have a situation where every morning you're excited. If you end up having to work 10 hours on your business, it doesn't feel like you did that because you were in flow. It, it makes all the difference from hitting burnout to actually really enjoying what you're doing and looking forward to stepping back into your business and creating something that's sustainable and fuels you both financially, but more importantly, personally, uh, it fulfills you as an individual, right? Which is, you know, also what a business should be doing for you. Fire Nation, I love this quadrant idea. I highly recommend going back and listening to this part and making it happen. I mean, let me give you an example of my top left quadrant, interviewing entrepreneurs. I love it. I can't and don't want to offload this activity. That's one thing that I do for my business, for my podcast. This is where I shine. So what are the things that are your top left quadrants? That's where you need to be spending most of your time. So Kat, so many value bombs. So this entire interview, give us the one thing you want to make sure Fire Nation really walks away from this audio masterclass with, and then give us a call to action about where we can find out more about you. And then we'll say goodbye. I think the most important uh, piece of advice I can give you is tap into people that have walked the path that you're trying to walk uh, or tap into resources such as this podcast. This is a great resource for people to, you know, figure out service documents and quadrants and all of that. Right. And, and so there's a lot of free resources, but regardless of what you do, just seek advice from people that have been there because the reality is you didn't learn this stuff in school. And unless you're replicating a model that your parents had, uh, that you observed growing up, you're really winging most of what you're doing, which is what I did. And I know that I would be probably maybe $10 million richer if I had tapped into support a lot sooner. I've come to appreciate this a lot more uh, now that I'm trying to launch a physical product something that I have no experience with, zero understanding of, really understanding that, oh my gosh, it costs so much more money when you try to figure things out on your own than when you actually just shoulder tap someone and go, hey, what's the next step I need to take here? 
And that's also going to be kind of like an accountability or support network for you. That's really important because perseverance is really the key to success. And when you have that support network or a community that helps you to normalize what you're trying to achieve and also give you guidance, uh, it, it, it's just going to help you both in terms of your mental well-being and sanity, as well as ensuring that you feel like you're on the right path. And so when you hit challenges or speed bumps, you're not just throwing everything in and, and get, giving up. Uh, that's probably the biggest tip. If anyone would like to learn more or to find out more about me, probably the best place to go is uh, cathowl.com or we have the uh, large Facebook group, Facebook Ad Hacks. Uh, that's one of the biggest Facebook groups for Facebook media buyers in the world. And we have lots of tips and advice around freelancing and agencies in there as well. Fire Nation, Kat's been giving us absolute value bombs. And like she so kindly mentioned, it's resources like this that help you average up because you're the average of the five people you get to spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Kat and JLD today. So keep up the heat. And of course, you can head over to eofire.com and type Kat, C-A-T in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop up with everything we've been talking about today best show notes in the biz fire nation or visit Kat's website, connect with her on social media, the Facebook group she mentioned, go there, connect with her, learn more. And Kat, I want to say thank you for sharing your truth with fire nation today for that. We salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Hey, Fire Nation, today's value bomb content was brought to you by Kat Howell. And if you're ready to rock your very own podcast, you should be checking out our free podcasting course where I teach people how to create and launch their very own podcast for free. So check out freepodcastcourse.com and I will catch you there, Fire Nation, or I'll catch you on the flip side. When it comes to hiring, background checks are a must and TransUnion Shareable for Hires enables immediate access to employment screening tools that deliver reports in minutes. Start your on-demand screening at shareable.com slash fire and use code onfire50 at checkout to save 50% on your first screening. Looking for a place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart? That place is ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.